This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back in third and final hour here on Thursday morning. And right now we have a guest joining us on the line, Beth McDermott, who is the vice president for advancement for the Buzzards Bay Coalition. She's joining us now on the phone. Let's bring her on. Good morning, Beth. How are you? Hi, Tim. Good to talk with you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm I'm pretty excited because you know we've we've talked for years about the the Buzzards Bay swim we've we've been involved with it with you guys for a long time but this is the 30th anniversary this is this is a big milestone. It's a huge milestone. You know we talk about it here, sort of reflecting on how how, how have 30 years passed um, between the time when what was then considered sort of a handful of crazy individuals, right, jumping into Bedford Harbor to demonstrate the importance of having a clean harbor and clean water. And here we are 30 years later with, you know, more than 300 people planning to jump in on Saturday, June 24th. So we've come a long way um, thanks to the partnership of uh, folks like you at BSM and other members of the community. So let's talk about 30 years ago, why this originated, what, you know, it was to raise awareness and funds for helping with keeping the water clean. Explain to everybody why there was a need for that and, and how this makes that happen. Um, so as, as most folks right in the area know, New Bedford Harbor is one of the busiest commercial ports and has been um, a key part of the regional economy really for several hundred years, right? Um, it has also been historically one of the most degraded waterways, right? It has, particularly in the Inner Harbor, problems with PCBs. And the coalition and folks who believe in the importance of clean water wanted to call attention to the importance of not just assuming that this always needs to be a dirty harbor and a dirty, degraded waterway, but we really wanted to call attention to the fact that um, everyone deserves clean water, whether you live and work on a commercial harbor or whether you live and work, you know, in a more sort of um, uh, pastoral setting, right? Everyone should have access to clean water and particularly a clean harbor. So that's, that's how it started. And a ton of progress has been made in cleaning up New Bedford Harbor um, since then, right? So Buzzards Bay Coalition in partnership with a lot of um, local agencies, including the city of New Bedford, Fairhaven, state agencies, and the federal government have been focused on cleaning up the harbor. And we've been measuring that progress so in um, 30 years ago when we started the swim, we have a, a Bay Health Index score, right, for a number of waterways around Buzzards Bay. Um, we measure water quality. And the Bay Health Index score for um, uh, New Bedford's Outer Harbor at that point was a 40 on a scale of 0 to 100, right? So uh, that was a less than 50% score. We've now increased that score to 59 and that progress has been made because of, again, sort of the support and partnership with um, local and state agencies, as well as people who show up to do things like the swim, right, who support our work in driving forward sort of um, the restoration of the harbor. And this is something that is, it's it's a very interesting event because you get a chance to swim something that normally you probably wouldn't be able to get out there and swim. Right, exactly. So if you were if you were out on a normal Saturday morning and decided that you wanted to sort of, you know, swim across the channel in New Bedford Harbor, I think if you would, you know, there would be a number of different agencies, the harbor masters probably from, you know, Fairhaven and the Marine Unit from New Bedford 
uh, swiftly telling you that's not a good idea, right, because of the commercial and recreational traffic. Um, but we have their partnership, and they sh- actually shut down the channel for us, right? So you have the opportunity to swim across a part of the bay and a part of the harbor that otherwise you wouldn't be able to, and you can do it safely, right, with these agencies supporting you and, and with a safety squad supporting you. So it is really, if not a once-in-a-lifetime, then at least a sort of a once once-a-year opportunity that you have to swim in a place you wouldn't otherwise be able to. Yeah, you get to see the hurricane barrier and, and the yep. Butterflies Lighthouse from a totally different perspective. Exactly, exactly. So, and, and the, the course that will be swam, swam is 1.2 miles, so it's not it's it's not an, an overly exerting course, I would think, for, for moderate swimmers. Yeah, and that's such an important point, right? It is a great course for moderate swimmers. People, um, we jump in the water at Cisco and New Bedford, who are great hosts for us, right? So they host our starting line. Um, it's a, it's not a running start. So folks might see, you know, some more intense sort of swim events where people run in the water and are sort of swimming one over one another. That's not the Buzzard's Bay swim. Um, we jump in the water together. We have safety squad escorting you the whole way. Um, if you are someone who's very comfortable swimming and you can demonstrate that you've done open water swims before, you can swim unescorted. But one of the best things about this swim, to your point, if you're a moderate swimmer and you want to do an open water swim for the first time, you can um, certainly wear a wetsuit, and uh, many of our swimmers do. You can use fins to assist you. um, And you can also have a kayak escort, right? So you can have someone paddling right behind you should you need to sort of grab on if if you're getting tired midstream or what have you. So it's an extremely well-supported swimmer and one that many first-time open water swimmers um, like for that reason. So if people want to get involved, how can they, and how can they help with the fundraising effort? So if they visit our um, website, which is uh, org slash swim, um, you can make a gift to support the swim right there. You can also register if you want to swim yourself um, because we're still, you know, would love to have more swimmers show up on that Saturday morning, June 24th. Um, or you can volunteer for our swim. Um, you can visit us on the website and fill out our quick volunteer form, or you can give us a call at the coalition at 508-999-6363. We're always looking for volunteers, whether it's for the swim or to work with us on a daily basis, right? We have a number of reserves throughout the region where we always love people to help us with trail clearing, um, you know, trash pickup, all of those things that help to keep our region um, beautiful and a place that we all love and appreciate to live and be a part of. And, and for those who want to swim, there's a there's a $25 registration fee and they, they want to raise $300 minimum. But for that for, for that work that you're putting in, you're, you're actually giving the swimmers quite a bit of things as, as taking part in this swim. Well, we give them a thanks. We give them a handful of things, right? We actually give them a really significant finishers medal. You know, this isn't sort of the participation medal that you got at field day when you were a kid. These are hand cast bronze medals that are really beautiful and, and you'll want to hang on to as a sort of, you know, source of pride and, and, um, something to point to your friends and family, you know, to share your accomplishments. Everyone gets an event t-shirt and then we have a really fun finish line party at the end. We have live music. We have pancakes. We have beer. Um, again, I think it's rare that you can, uh, you know, walk out of the water early on a Saturday morning and be greeted by live music, pancakes, and beer. So it's a really, it's a really fun day. Um, and back to the registration, we have a special um, registration discount for listeners of BSM. So if they want to go on and register and use the discount code 
on the air, that $25 registration fee um, will be reduced. So oh. we'd be thrilled to have more swimmers show up. Absolutely. So that was on the air as the code to use? Yep, on the on the air is the code to use. That's exactly. great. And yeah. uh, but that doesn't mean you get any less pancakes or beer at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all all you can eat, absolutely, absolutely. What what has been you know in, in all the in all the time of of doing this? What has been some of the things that uh, that you've learned about the way that you know, when people get the chance to get into that water and they get a chance to swim that course? What are they coming back and saying the most? What are they most impressed with by the Buzzards Bay swim? I think they're most impressed by the vibe. And I know that's sort of an amorphous term, right? But they're most impressed by the support, right? It is, again, sort of a fun swim, right? This isn't sort of an intense Ironman event, right? This is a community event where people of all ages and all abilities come out. So people really feel like they're well-supported, like it's a fun day. And most often they come out and say, you know, I want to do it again because they just have those endorphins, right, flowing through their blood and that sense of accomplishment and really feeling that not only have they accomplished something for themselves by swimming that 1.2 miles, but they've also accomplished something for our community, right, and for and for the bay and for clean water. So it's good feelings all around, um, which is fantastic, and, and we're always happy to see those smiling faces. Um, it's fun, you know, it's to see smiling faces emerging from the water after swimming 1.2 miles is no small feat, but that's what we see every year. And my final question, do you think I can sustain the doggy paddle for 1.2 miles? Is that? <laughs> well, that's funny. I joke with my colleagues. I can do the doggy paddle or the backstroke for 1.2 miles, Tim, so we can do it together. Absolutely. Uh, I'll go half the time. <laughs> you go the other half. We'll hold hands. We'll get through it together. <laughs> we can do a little relay. I love it. <laughs> so, again, this is happening on June 24th. People can register. Uh, tell, we'll give everybody all the information again. Yeah, so people can register or just read more about the swim at savebuzzardsbay.org slash swim. Um, if they have more questions, once they've taken a look at the SWIM website, they should feel free to call the coalition. Our phone number is 508-999-6363. And if people are curious, right, whether or not they feel like they can do it this year, come out to the finish line. We're over at Fort Phoenix in Fairhaven. Um, you know, come see what it's all about. Join us for the finish line party. And um, if you're not, again, if you're not ready to swim this year, maybe you can join us next year once you come and see um, what a great event it is and how happy people are um, doing good stuff for themselves and accomplishing something for our regional environment as well. Excellent. Well, Beth McDermott, thank you for joining us this morning and for sharing all the info. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. Enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. And uh, that that is Beth McDermott of uh, the Buzzards Bay Coalition. The Buzzards Bay Swim, again, happening June 24th, uh, 2023. So that's coming up next week. And again, if you want to take part, savebuzzardsbay.org. We're going to take our break. When we come back, we can squeeze in some of your calls before the news. And then after the news, we'll be joined by Carla Cook, the daughter of the legendary singer Sam Cook. We'll be right back. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, that means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, I think we all right.
Welcome back in 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in in a few moments, we'll go into the newsroom, but we've got time to talk with you. Until then, we can also take your app chat messages on the WBSM app or your open line voicemail messages. Don't forget, too, we have your chance to win Ed Sheeran tickets. We have tickets that we'll give away today and tomorrow. So you have a final few moments to be able to get in and enter in for today. And then uh, tomorrow we will pull our last pair of winners. Uh, you will get tickets to see a pair of tickets to see Ed Sheeran at Gillette Stadium on June 30th. And if you miss out on this, don't worry. We've got plenty of concerts we're going to be giving away tickets to all summer long. So you never know when it could be you that is the winner. What we do is we have you enter online. We have you enter on the app. And then when we pull the names, we announce it here on the air. Then Casey will send you an email. It's that easy. Most times we're going to send the tickets right to the Live Nation app on your phone. You don't even need to come down here and sign anything. It'll all be done electronically. We like to make it nice and easy for you. Uh, also, want to let you know about some things that are coming up. I told you earlier how we have, you know, the Fundamental 7's Jackson is going out and doing restaurants all this week. And that means we're going to have some special deals on sale for you at SeizeTheDeal.com all week. Right now, we have Lobster Pot available in Bristol, Rhode Island. $50 to Lobster Pot for just $25. You can get all kinds of amazing seafood, including that grilled lobster sandwich that I wrote about the other day. We also have, coming up on Friday at noon, the Old Grist Mill in Seekonk. That'll be going up for sale. So you can go there and get their steaks, their seafood. You can still get some of that rainbow cake they're offering for Pride Month. All of that at half price. You'll get a buy one, get one gift certificate this Friday at noon to the old grist mill. So SeizeTheDeal.com always has great deals for you. But you know what? If you want to get out there and have some dinner, have some food, and help support a great cause... WBSM's Food for Tots is back this Thursday, that's today, at two amazing local restaurants. You can head into Cask and Pig in Dartmouth or the Cisco Brewers Kitchen and Bar in New Bedford today. And that, your night out there, means donations to the Friends of Jack Foundation. It's the easiest way to give back on the South Coast. You go out to, to Cask and Pig in Dartmouth or you go to a Cisco Brewers Kitchen and Bar in New Bedford, and they are donating a portion of all the proceeds today to the Friends of Jack Foundation. It's happening today, Food for Tots, and you can learn more anytime on the WBSM app. But go take part in Food for Tots today at Cisco, at Cask and Pig, and help make life easier for some kids that need hospital care. We were, Friends of Jack Foundation has been doing a great job for a number of years now of bringing quality Boston-level health care to kids that need it here on the South Coast. So get out there and support that today. And, of course, since I'm telling you how to support the kids, right, I'll mention Lemonade Day. That's coming up. That's going to be happening on Saturday, June 24th. So when you go out and you do the Buzzards Bay Swim, when you're done having your pancakes and beer after you finish the swim, or maybe you know maybe you were just supporting somebody down there, then you can hit up all of the lemonade stands that will be around the South Coast. Bay Coast Bank is our main squeeze sponsor for Lemonade Day South Coast, Saturday, June 24th. 
And right now, if you plan on taking part, if your child plans on taking part or your grandchild, you need to have them go and register right now at LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast. Because once they register and they get all the information up there, like the name of your stand, the hours of operation, the menu items, and other information, it'll get put on our digital map. So that when folks go to the website to figure out where are all these lemonade stands I want to go visit, it'll make sure that you are up there. So make sure you go to LemonadeDay.org slash South Coast and get yourself registered or get your child registered to make sure that they show up on that list. We had talked earlier, too, about this story Kate has up on the website, on the app, about this, you know, as Kate referred to it as in the story, body snatching. That's really what it is. That this Harvard, the person in charge of the morgue at Harvard Medical School is has allegedly been taking body parts from these bodies that were donated to medical science and selling those body parts. Rather than, you know, when, the, when they're done with the experimentation that they're supposed to be doing at Harvard Medical School, rather than taking the body parts and cremating them as they're supposed to, Instead, they've been taking these parts and selling them to someone who owns a shop in Salem and is using, well, allegedly, is using those body parts in things that she's selling to people. And they they were brazen about it. There's messages and, and, and receipts from them paying each other online and saying exactly what it's for. Buying a head. Buying a face. Buying a brain. So obviously families are outraged. I saw, um, I think it was WCVB, Channel 5, had a, a story where they actually talked to one of the families whose mother and father both passed away and both donated their bodies to Harvard Medical School. One was a couple of years ago and one passed away just a few months ago. And so now they're worried, well, you know, we, we want to know what happened to our loved one's remains. Did they end up being properly disposed of after the medical experimentation? Or did they end up on a shelf in some store in Salem? So it's a gruesome story and, and there's a lot of gruesome details to it. But it's also a very horrific story because that's not what the intention was of these people that gave up their bodies and certainly not of their families uh, who wouldn't want to think of their loved ones you know, being bought and sold like that, their remains being bought and sold like that and, and, and turned into trinkets or collectibles or whatever else people are doing with them. It's just a horrific story. And you can read more about it at WBSM.com and on the app. But right now, let's go into the newsroom. Kate has all the news of the day. Rescue workers transferred the bodies of dead people to refrigerated trucks as a major search continued Thursday for possible survivors of a sea disaster in southern Greece. 78 people are confirmed dead, but hundreds are feared missing. More than 100 survivors were rescued after Wednesday's disaster, with some telling BBC News that around 100 children were believed to be in the ship's hold. Greece declared three days of mourning and politicians suspended campaigning for a general election on June 25th. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is in Brussels today. He's there to meet the Ukraine Defense Contact Group, which includes ministers from nearly 50 countries assisting Kyiv's war efforts. It's the 13th meeting since Austin formed the international group in April last year. 
Austin announced an additional $325 million package that will bolster Ukraine's air defense and other priorities like training. President Biden is set to announce today that Ticketmaster and Live Nation have pledged to tell U.S. consumers the full price of concert tickets up front. There's been pressure on the major entertainment companies to reduce sky-high ticket fees. Biden's announcement is expected to include a pledge from Live Nation that starting in September, all tickets sold through Ticketmaster will show one, quote, clear total price. Ticketmaster has also made the same pledge. Over 100,000 homes and businesses still have no power after severe weather swept across the south. Alabama is the hardest hit, with over 40,000 power outages, while power is down for thousands more in Florida, Georgia, and Mississippi. Denver Police Chief Ron Thomas says a plan is in place for today's victory parade for the Nuggets and that families should feel safe to attend. I think we have a significant plan. We continue to work with the city uh, to develop that plan and make sure that we're prepared for any instance of, uh, of violence or, or anything that, that uh, goes awry. The police department will have officers in highly visible positions along the parade route downtown as tens of thousands of fans are expected to flood the area. Nuggets fan Dan Davidson says he and his family drove nearly 900 miles to be at the parade. When I was a kid, everyone in St. Louis was a Bulls fan, so uh, there wasn't a lot of Nuggets fans and uh, kind of got made fun of a little bit. (laughs) And now it's uh, incredible to be here and to be a part of this. Thomas said the department will keep looking over the plan to make sure it can be adjusted quickly to deal with any issues. Right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones could face two more defamation trials over school shooting lies. The trials would set the value of defamation claims if no settlement is reached. The claimants include parents of a child killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. <clears throat> trials would proceed in October and December. Despite a federal indictment, former President Trump is still Republican voters' top pick in a new survey. Quinnipiac University poll says Trump leads Florida Governor Ron DeSantis by 30 (coughs) percent, with 53 percent of respondents saying they'd vote for the former president. President Biden holds a slight lead over Trump with 48 percent of support over Trump's 44 percent. The reported discovery of a woman's body near Houston is a false alarm. Michael Kastner reports. The Harris County Sheriff's Office had said the body was found in the northeast part of the county. The sheriff said foul play was suspected. Homicide investigators were sent to the scene. The sheriff followed up with a tweet that said, upon closer inspection, false call, not a body. The body turned out to be an adult sex doll. I'm Michael Kastner. And Modelo Especial overtook Bud Light as the top-selling U.S. beer in May. Aaron Real reports. Bud Light sales have tanked since April when transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney posted an image on Instagram of a personalized Bud Light can that the brand sent her as a gift. A boycott ensued and sales have yet to recover. Shares of Anheuser-Busch have declined about 15% since the beginning of April. Meanwhile, Modelo, sold in the U.S. by Constellation Brands, didn't rank among the top 10 beer brands in the U.S. in 2013 when Constellation bought it. It is now the top brand in California as well as in metropolitan areas like Chicago, Dallas, and Baltimore. It's also a top seller among Hispanic consumers and is growing in popularity among non-Hispanic consumers. Aaron Real, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox salvaged the series after beating the Colorado Rockies 6-3. Tomorrow they host the Yankees. Now for your local forecast from ABC6. 
Well, today will be a very nice day. We are looking at a high of 77 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to 58 degrees with mostly clear skies. And for tomorrow, warming up to about 80 degrees with a low chance of catching a shower or two here in the afternoon. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. At the moment, it is 63 degrees and partly cloudy. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Darling, you sent me. One of the greatest voices of all time, the legendary Sam Cooke. And joining us on the line right now, we have his youngest daughter, Carla Cook, is joining us to talk about a special show coming up on Cape Cod. Good morning, Carla. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. It's so it's such an honor to talk with you, and I've been watching some of your videos online and and listening to some of your performances, and just what a voice you have, uh, and and it's really it's going to be a treat for people to come out and hear you performing the songs of your father coming up on July first. Thank you. I'm so happy to be coming out that way. I, I'm just so looking forward to it. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been listening to your father's music all week long just in preparation for talking to you. But one of the things that I noticed is it is such a unique voice that you can hear, you know, just a few notes of him singing and you know right away that's Sam Cooke. And I think that, you know, with you performing a lot of his his songs, you kind of have a, a new interpretation of that that still it brings out the, the, the same um resonance in the voice but also it, it kind of presents you the songs in a different way too yes you know i am so very blessed to be able to go out on the road and present my father's music to um, audiences all across the u.s and it's just been such a humbling experience i love hearing the stories that people tell me and the way they respond to the music and it's like even so many years later people still love his music and they're still connected to it now, we lost your father at a, at a young age, and, and he was only 33 uh, when he was killed, and, and you never really had a chance to know him, but I'm sure you've gotten a chance to know him through his music, through the stories people have shared, and, and through the fans. Yes, um, that is so true. I never got a chance to have that father and daughter relationship with him, but when I'm on stage, I feel his presence um, surrounding me, so it makes up for it in a way. I mean, do you do you feel like you were destined to be a singer? Was it something that you always wanted growing up? You know, I, I did. As a young girl, I would go around just singing through the house all the time. I'm singing, singing, singing. And my mother's um, uh, neighbors would say, this little girl, she gets up so early in the morning, and all she does is sing. And my mother would tell them, well, at least she's not crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, So it was something that you kind of knew was going to be your destiny. Of course. I grew up in the church, much like my father, and I was in every choir. Couldn't wait to go to the next choir to sing with the older people. So, yeah, I've been singing practically all my life. And so I'm sure, too, that there was it a natural thing for you to want to perform the songs of your father, or was there a reluctance to kind of want to, you know, stand out on your own and, and, and separate yourself from his legacy? 
Um, you know, that came about years later. Uh, I got married at a young age, and I've been married for like 36 years, and we've raised seven children and three foster children. And so when I became, uh, it was 50 years old, and I said, okay, God, I'm ready to do something for me. I'm ready to go out there and get out there and um, sing. And uh, Stella called me and asked me that I want to be a part of the uh, Daughters of Legend. And, of course, I said yes. <laughs> and that's how I got started singing my father's song. And I'm sure that when the audiences hear these, you know, it just brings back so many memories. Even even if they weren't alive when these songs were brand new on the radio, th th these songs have never gone away. And they mean something to people when they hear them. So much so. I agree with that totally. Uh, the whole experience from city to city is just a unique one. I'm singing his music, and I enjoy it very much. And the music is still here. You know, people still sing his songs on TV. Um, they're for commercials, and it still resonates in the hearts of so many people around the world. And so, so many of the songs are, you know, good, like love songs, kind of good, you know, put you in a party mood. There's all these different Ooh. tones to, to, to the music that he put out. But then you've got songs like, you know, A Change Is Gonna Come that really is, you know, still applicable today just as much as it was when it came out back in 1964. Oh, yes, it really is. And I sing that song. That's usually my finale. <laughs> And we do that song, and it touches so many people. I have people crying at the end of the show because of that song. And and, and that you hope that the, the promise of that change is still alive and still out there. Yes, most definitely, especially during these times. You know, we need to spread more love around the world um, than what's going on today. So what can people expect when they come out to see your show? It's happening at the Music Room in West Yarmouth, which is a great venue to see a show. It's very intimate. You'll get to be very up close and personal with Carla. But what can people expect when they come to see the show? This will be my second time coming here. I was there last year. So this year when you come, you will definitely hear all my father's hit music um, from A Change Is Gonna Come to You Send Me, um, Twisting the Night Away. I'm going to have people dance on that. So that's usually a fun song. Uh, but um, it's going to be 90 minutes of good music for my father, the legendary Sam Cooke. Well, the important question is, how is your twist these days? You still getting out there and twisting the night away yourself? Or? I'm doing it <laughs> really good. And I promise you there's room at the music room for everybody, even though there's tables, that there's plenty of room to get up and, and twist the night away yourselves as well. Yes, it is. Please come out and enjoy the show. You're going to have a wonderful time if you do. And musicroomcapecod.com is the website to be able to go into to get the tickets. And as I mentioned, it's, it's very intimate. There's tables. There's also a general admission area in the back near the bar. But no matter where you are, there's no bad seat in the house. And the sound in the music room, I'm sure you can attest to this having been there before, it's amazing how well the sound you know resonates in that room. The acoustics in that room are great. Oh, it is exceptional. I really love the music room. So I'm going to ask you probably, you know, one of the hardest questions of, of all the songs of your father that you get to sing. What one what one means the most to you personally? Oh, my goodness. There's so many. <laughs> oh, several. You Send Me, which I start out with. I really love that song. It's it's one of my um, favorite songs of all time. Yeah, You Send Me. And do, and do you feel like... You know, that there are still new generations, new, you know, new people coming into your father's music. I'm sure kids are there as well singing along at some of your shows. Yes. Uh, 
this generation is knowing Sam Cooke. I just had um, one of my later band members that was with me. He's a teacher now, and his classroom, they're uh, fifth graders, and they're singing Sam Cooke. He showed me a, a video of them singing my father's music, and they have a play coming up, and they're doing his song in, in their play. So, yes, generations are learning. And as you mentioned, you mentioned they use his music in movies and commercials. Other artists have, have had hits with some of his songs, keeping them alive in the public consciousness. The the legend of Sam Cooke is never never going to go away. Never, never. 59 years later. I had to think about that because <laughs> that's my age. 59 years later, he's still resonating so much around the world in all types of music. And I don't think people realize like just how much of a groundbreaker he was. Like he he had his own record company at a time when I don't think very few black business owners had their own record companies. He did. He had his record company before Motown, and he also was the first black artist to own his own publishing company as well. So you know, all the artists of today who are benefiting from having those opportunities, they owe a, they owe a debt to your father. Most definitely, uh, he really tried to get artists back in the day to go out and get their own publishing company and when he was asked on a, a TV show about what would be the greatest thing that would happen in his career and he was he said if all his artists had hits and that he didn't say about himself he was so concerned about others so that's pretty much my, the heart of my father and and how do you think he would feel knowing that you're going out there performing his songs and and, and keeping that music alive for for the audience I think he would be proud. I'm hoping that he would. <laughs> well, you know, door to go out there. Yeah, I think he would be proud. And I think really the the fact that the the folks who were there, they're going to close their eyes and they're going to think about the first time they heard those particular songs. You're just going to be flooding back so many memories for people, but they're also going to have so much fun too. It's certainly not going to be, pardon the pun, just another Saturday night. No, <laughs> it's not going to be that at all. <laughs> I'm sure that song always goes over really well when you're performing on a Saturday. Yes. <laughs> and you will be Saturday, July 1st at the Music Room in West Yarmouth on Cape Cod. Uh, so excited for the show. I think it's going to be a great time. And I want to thank you, Carla, for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You have a great time and enjoy Cape Cod while you're here. I will. Everybody come out. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is Carla Cook, and uh, of course, she is the daughter of the legendary Sam Cook. And as I said, it will not be another Saturday night. It'll be the Saturday night. Coming up Saturday, July 1st at the Music Room in West Yarmouth. Get your tickets now by going to musicroomcapecod.com, and you can get tickets to go and see Carla Cook, the daughter of the legendary Sam Cook. Got to go, though. Got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. I don't want to end up working on the chain gang, so I got to take my commercials. We'll be right back. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in in the final few moments, then Chris and Marcus have you coming up next. Uh, good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Um, hi, Tim. I really appreciated that uh, interview with uh, Carla Cook. Love Sam. Um, but I would call in because big doings at Wareham High School this weekend where they're having alumni games. 
Um, they're having alumni girls at 3.30, alumni boys at 5, and then the big game is the um, 2010 versus the tw- 2023 state champs at oh. 6.30. Wow, that's so, going to be a heck of a game. Yeah, yes, it will be. Yeah, I think all, I'm going to try to do all three, but we, oh, one. We, we lost a little bit there. So just everything starts at what time again? At 3.30, alumni girl. Do you know um, Alicia Thatcher, Pebbles? Yep. Mm-hmm. I heard rumors. I don't know if she's going to play, but she was quite a, um, uh, a, a, a an athlete, um, basketball and maybe some other sport. But it should be fun. Um, so they start at 3.30, alumni girls, uh, 5 o'clock, alumni boys. And that, that means uh, people that have not hung up their sneakers and might be in their 30s. Um, competing with younger ones, I assume. And then the last game, uh, 2010 versus 2023 state champs at 6.30 in the Wareham High School. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Barbara, for telling us about that. You're welcome. And I think it's $10 to get in, and it goes to support boys basketball in the community empowerment, community youth empowerment organization that's been doing so much in Wareham to help uh, youth. So hope to see you and others there. I would thank pay tw- I would pay twice that to see that that great basketball. Yeah, yes, I hear you. All right, well, Bye. thank God you. Bless. Have a good weekend. You too, thanks. And uh, that yeah, that sounds amazing. That 2010 team was uh, just a great team. The 2023 team, same thing. But the difference is the 2023 team have the younger, fresher legs, so I think they may have the advantage. We'll have to see how that all shakes out. All right, I got to take my final break of the program. We'll be back in just a few. All right, that's about going to do it for me for today. Chris and Marcus are coming up next. And then we'll have, uh, after that, we will have Bill O'Reilly, then Barry Richard, then Howie Carr, then South Coast Tonight with Jess Machado. But before we go, I want to announce today's winner of a pair of tickets to see Ed Sheeran at Gillette Stadium on June 30th. Today's winner. And you can enter to win yourself at WBSM.com. And on the WBSM app, we'll have one final pair to give away tomorrow. But today's winner is Beth Backer. Beth, you have an email. I know Casey's already sent it out to you. Uh, you have an email from Casey in your inbox with how to claim your tickets. So just follow along with the instructions in that email, and she will make sure that you get your tickets to see Ed Sheeran June 30th at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. As I mentioned, we will have one more pair to give away tomorrow morning, and then we'll move on to the next